Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I'm excited for today, expectant for what God wants to speak to you. I know that the beautiful thing about God's word is we all read the same text, but we all get a different message because God is a God of the individual. How many are thankful that he's going to speak to your situation today? How many are grateful that he's going to speak to that decision you're trying to make today? Come on, how many know that God is going to be there in the midst of your not knowing? We're starting this series, The Great Collide. We're praying through just where God is uh, speaking and leading us as a body and as a, us as a church. And we've been really moving in the, the ways of hearing him and taking on doors of opportunity. And I believe that God has set up you for such a time as this. I believe that God has directed you and guided you to this moment we're having right now. And I believe that this Sunday morning is so divine. But in the middle of following God, in the middle of this walk out our faith, in the middle of stepping into this new journey with Jesus, maybe some of you have been with Jesus for years, and maybe some of you have just begun it. But you're on a journey, and you're walking with Jesus. And on this journey, there are things that you have to carry as a Christ follower that sometimes are a paradox. There are some things that you have to carry knowing about God that's you're carrying on one hand, God is a good God. And yet, on another hand, people are asking, well, then how can a good God send someone to hell? And on one hand, you're believing for healing. You've seen miracles in your life and those around you. And yet, on the other hand, you're holding on to a prayer that is not answered. How do we as Christ followers carry the place of the great collide where two things come together? And I believe that in this, this collection of talks, and I, I, I pray that uh, it encourages and inspires where you are because I believe that God wants to speak to you in order to better come into the place, not of either or, not is God either or, not do we pray for either or, but to the, the amazing space where we meet God in the and. I believe that Moses, when he came to God and, and God showed up, rocked out in a bush. Talk about a paradox because the bush was burning, but yet it was not burning up. It was on fire, but it was not burning. And here we find Moses uh, meeting with God and asking him, well, who are you? Who are you? What a powerful question to ask right off the bat. Lord, who are you? What should I say your name is? When they ask who is with me, when I ask what name are you doing this in, what shall I tell them? And God said, I am. In other words, I am the God of and. I am that I am. I'm all that you think, and I'm all that you can't think. I'm all that you can comprehend, and I'm all that you can't comprehend. Our God is above all things. How many are grateful that our God is above our thoughts? 
Come on, how many are grateful that God is above our powers and our abilities? How many are thankful that the God of the universe, the one who spoke everything into his existence, is the God that is above? It's the God above. And we serve a God of the end. So today, I want to encourage us and challenge us as a community. And those of you that are just stepping in to walk this journey, that we together... We take our either or and we set it down and we trade it in for a yes and. Are you ready for that journey? The great collide. See, as long as we think like the world, we get into this mindset of selfish thinking, what's right for me thinking. And it's crazy how society really has trained us to think that way. And if we're not careful, if we start thinking of the world, we'll always have the either-or mentality. And it'll always have us to question, is God real? Can this thing be something solid? And I don't know where you are, friend, but there are times where we as Christians can question God. How many have ever questioned him? I know, and some of you are like, I don't even know if I want to raise my hand right now. Like, is that safe to do in church? Like, should I question But it's okay because we read in the Psalms, David questioned God all the time. God, where are you? God, you said this and yet I'm feeling this. We find him wrestling with God in his songs and and, and finding himself in situations and finding himself in the great collide. It's like, God, I believe this, but yet there are things I can't comprehend. And I want to encourage you today, there are some things going on in your life right now. There are decisions that you're making or things you're stepping into, seasons you're going through and seasons you're coming in. And I believe that with all my heart that God is the God of the and. He's the God of the God that you can see and the God of the, of the things that you can't see, the things that are unseen to you yet, the things that are unseen to you. The Bible says that in heaven there is a great celebration going on. There's a great worship chorus happening 24-7. It's the radiance of his glory. It's calling him holy, holy, holy. And yet it's when we become aware of the great place of and. It's when we become aware of the God that is I am. The God of I and. Then we surrender to his plans, the greater ones. How many are ready to surrender to his plans in your life? I want to pray over this word today that God would speak to us individually. I want to pray for our hearts and our ears. I believe that this is going to be a series that's going to challenge us as a church to have conversations that are uncomfortable. And I'm all in for it. We've been praying that we would be a space that is safe, that you could come in and process. I mean, I believe that Jesus was the greatest, safest place to process, wasn't he? You see the disciples coming in, asking the most absurd questions. You see people coming uh, to his ministry and just asking these questions that you would think, man, that's not something to ask in the church. Today, we might say, you know, in our Western culture, church mindset, we might say, that's not for the church. Let's do that elsewhere. Yet I believe that God has called us here to be a safe place where we can process in that space of the great collide, where things come together and we don't comprehend it all but we can trust God in the conversation. 
I want to pray today. Would you bow your heads and uh, tune in your hearts with me? Let's make this a personal prayer. God, we thank you so much for who you are, what you've spoken, and what you're speaking today. I pray that you would anoint every heart and anoint every ear to hear the word and to receive the word. We thank you for what you want to say to us, God, and we just surrender ourselves to it. Let it form us. Let it change us. Let it make us into the individuals you want us to be. We love you, God, and we trust you. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to look at John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. It's a familiar verse if you've been in the church. If not, this might be your first time hearing it, but such a powerful representation of who we serve. And John basically embodies who Jesus is to us. I believe it's so important to have this context as we are Christ followers to know obviously who we are are following, but more importantly to know who we are trusting. It's one thing to follow. It's a whole other thing to trust. See, when when you're just following from a distance, trust is the step that you take Trust is the step that you take in your life to say, God, I'm all in. Trust is the thing that you do in order to say, God, I believe what you said. I believe it. In John chapter 1, John does a beautiful picture. He says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was God in the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. Through him All things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. I love this because it's a picture of who Jesus was from the beginning. Some of us, we think that, you know, Jesus just showed up just randomly because God so loved the world that he just sent Jesus and Jesus just popped out of nowhere. But we have to understand that Jesus was in in the thing from the beginning, He was the word. He was before the world was conceived. He was before you and me. And he was the word that everything was created through. When you realize this, you realize that everything in your life was through him. And everything in your life is to him. And everything we do should be based on him. Why? Because he's the word. He's the foundation. He's the truth. He's the life. And when we get that, when we understand that as Christ followers, it's like, it's like opening up a whole new area for us to run in our faith because we realize that everything has to go through him, the one who knows all, the one who is all, the one who we base everything on, the name of, of Jesus, the powerful person of Jesus. And see, the mystery of faith gives us the and that works in love. I love studying Jesus because we realize that Jesus came in love. When, when, uh, when you see all in the Old Testament, all the way up to when Jesus came, you see people trying to figure out God's love and trying to figure out religion and trying to make it work according to our human comprehension. Man, I know that it's sometimes so hard to get out of the human thinking of who God is. 
And maybe you're here today and you're still processing through, who is God? Maybe you've even been following him and you're a Christ follower and yet still you struggle. Hey, can I just encourage you? That's normal. It's okay to process. Again, you can go back to the, the closest people to Jesus and yet the disciples were still in this space of process. They were processing with Jesus saying, asking questions asking about their faith, asking about why, when we prayed like that, Jesus, why didn't the demon leave? You can read stories all throughout where their faith was shaken, and yet they came to Jesus to process. And can I just encourage you that the foundation of this whole thing, the great collide, is to have a personal relationship with Jesus, because he's the one who's the author and the finisher of our faith. Come on, I don't know if you caught that. But I know that Jesus is the one who started it and the one who wants to end it. And so when we're connected to Jesus, when we're in a relationship with Jesus, it's a space where we learn the word who was, who is, and who will be forever, who's the foundation of truth, who's the foundation of purpose, who's the foundation of everything we believe in. So when we're connected to him, we're connected to every part of the process. Every, safe, every place becomes a safe place to process with Jesus. Where we say, God, I don't understand. But the world wants us to choose either or. Well, if God is, then why? Well, if God is this, if you say this, then why is this happening? And there's so many times where us as Christ followers can, can move out of a space of faith in the place of, I don't know a better way to say it, besides being out of the place of process, where we give up on questioning in the safe place of God. You see, it's okay to question, but my friend, can I encourage you to question in safe spaces? Because I know the enemy of our soul wants us to question and to doubt and to walk through and say, that's not right, that's not real. That what you felt wasn't correct. That what you heard wasn't right. But I want to encourage you today that Jesus is on the throne. He's been on the throne since the beginning. And he wants to be the king and lord of the process for you. To step into the place of and. Because if we could figure out God, then he wouldn't be God, would he? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, really, have you, have you ever really thought about that? Like, if we could figure out all the things of God, would he be God? If we could comprehend everything and, and make it all make sense, then who would he be to us? Would we need him? Would we need faith? Would we need hope? No, my friend, I think we wouldn't. I don't think he would be who he is. And that's why we have to come under the understanding to know that God is above all things we know. And in this space of and, this space of saying God is love, and yet God is also justice. I want to look at Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Romans chapter 11, verse 33. 
says, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Man, can I tell you that my hunger and my thirst is for this space of being full of the wisdom and knowledge of God. The unsearchable place where it's me and him. It's the secret place. And I, today, I don't know where you are, friend, with your relationship with Jesus. I don't know where you are in your walk with God. But I know that he is waiting for you to come in and to process with him. And I think this is a beautiful, uh, as we've been just praying over this space, I believe this is going to become a beautiful space for us as a church to go deeper in our relationship with Jesus. Because when you start asking questions, I thought about it like this. When you go out on a, a date, say you have a first date with somebody. Now, you go to a restaurant, you want to impress the person. So you show up and you're dressed really nice. Maybe you even do your hair differently. You know, girls, you put on some makeup and your favorite necklace because it just really brings out your eyes. And you, you're looking hot and you're looking good and you can't wait to sit down and eat this amazing food. And the whole time you're eating the food, nobody's talking. Everybody just kind of realizes that, you know, maybe they just know everything about the other person. So we don't need to talk. We don't need to say anything. I think sometimes that sounds silly, but sometimes that's how we treat our relationship with God is, is that, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we just know. We just know who God is. And, and God wants to invite us into a space where we know him better, where we go deeper in knowing him. We have conversations, and it's okay to question. Because if we don't find God in the end, we'll never be able to receive from that space. And today, I want to just talk about that space of and. I believe before we go on and I, I, in, the, in the weeks to come, and I want to talk about holding what it is to have pain and yet hope. How do you hold that? How are you in the space of believing for healing, yet still being in a place where you have faith? How do we deal with the invisible and the visible? But today, I want to talk about the space of and, because I believe it's the most powerful space a Christian can live from. It's the place of knowing enough to have faith and hope yet being okay not to know everything and to step out in confidence in God's word. The place of and is the place where we can't comprehend. It's the place of the supernatural. It's the place where God moves in his timing. How many know his timing is never, well, I shouldn't say never, but most of the time, maybe not always on our time. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been praying for something and you're like, God, today would be a good day to answer? Or God, this week, you know, I have that job interview and also it'd be great if you just like speak to me, like now. Or God, I got that bill coming up. So if you want to bless me, like this is the time. Like I'm going to go to the mailbox right now. If you want to show up, that's it. Okay. Letter in there. How many have had that? 
where you're praying prayers and you're like, okay, God, if you could answer, but his timing is beyond your timing. But how many on the other side looking back 2020, you know that God's timing is always perfect? Come on, can I get an amen? There are so many times I've prayed prayers and thought that my timing was perfect. And in the end, I'm like, God, thank you for not answering my prayer. Thank you for going according to your will instead. Because your will is perfect. And even though I didn't understand it, even though I thought it was pain, even though I thought it was a struggle, even though it it wasn't comfortable, let me tell you, God is always looking out for you. That's what the Bible says, is that all things work together for those he loves, those he calls to him. And if you're called to him and you love him, then you can be assured that God is working all things in the space of and, the space you don't know, the space you can't comprehend, the space we can't fully grasp. And that's the space we have to live in as Christians, to come into a space where we say, God, we trust you because you are God and we are not. You have the answers, and we do not. In fact, what was, the, what was the instructions he gave his disciples when he said to go into the towns? He said, don't worry, right? Don't worry about what you'll wear or where, where you'll get all the, the money and resource and where you'll buy your food and all stuff. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. You just go. And what did he instruct him when he said to go into the great kings and queens? He said, go before the kings and queens. Don't worry about what to say. Just get there. Why? Because I am the God of the end. Not you. You're not the God of the end. I am the God of the end. I am that I am. And when we trust him, when we step into that space of and, we know that God, you are what I know and you are what I do not know. God, you are what I can comprehend, what I can conversate about but with somebody and, and instruct them in with wisdom and you're that space where I don't have the answers. Where someone's asking me questions and I'm like, I don't know. That is beyond me. That's a great question. But it's that space where we trust God because he holds everything. I just feel today, just a weight coming off, man. It's like, that's not on us to know everything. Isn't it great that God is a God who loves us so much that he walks beside us and he is the one who deposits these words of confirmation in us. He deposits that space of faith if we'll trust him. It's a space of walking with God. God infinitely created in his own nature was suggesting more creative possibilities than I can consider. I want you to take a moment this morning and just think of your life beyond what you can comprehend. Because I know all of us, we can kind of look through the, the, look into the mirror of our lives and we can look at our reflection, what we've done in the past and who we are today. We can look at what we're surrounded by and the resources we have in our pocket. And that is the way sometimes we view ourselves. It's through current reflection. And yet God is a God of the process, and God is a God of the purpose on your life. Now, sometimes the purpose doesn't match the the position that you're in right now. But when we start to reflect and start to realize that God is moving for us to go into this 
elevated space of faith, this elevated space of where things collide. They come together. You know, we're getting ready for our backpack giveaway, and we are so excited to bless the students to go back to school. And thank you for all of you who have supported and given, and you're resourcing the kingdom of God. Because we believe it's way more than a backpack. It's, it's investing in the next generation. And with these backpacks, is way more than just giving them tools to do school. It's showing them the love of Christ. Amen? Come on. And this is going to be a powerful time, and we're getting ready. And I love it because I feel like these are the spaces where heaven and earth collide. You know, we, we love on our city, and uh, Lauren does a great job of, of creating these opportunities for us to serve and to love and uh, to reach out to those that are in our community and those in the neighborhood and uh, to work with the police district. And uh, it's a beautiful space when heaven meets earth because when we come into the earth as Christ followers, we are bringing heaven with us. And it does create that space, not of either or, but of and, where God shows up in the midst, where God rocks up. And it's in that space where God makes his promises come to be. But it's our response to him. I want to talk today just about our response, because I believe that your response is crucial to seeing God move in the space of and. And maybe some of you today, you've come in here and you're believing for God to heal. Maybe yourself, maybe physically. Maybe you're believing for healing mentally. Maybe you've been through past trauma and you're believing God to do something new in your life. You're believing him to restore and renew so that you can walk full and whole. And I'm believing that with you. Maybe some of you are, are believing for healing for your family. Or you're believing for, for, for a loved one to, to come into a place of wholeness in their life. And you have been praying and seeking that. Maybe some of you are believing for financial blessing and favor. And you've been, you've been sowing and you've been obeying God. And you're like, God, I'm believing for that. I want to talk about our response because I believe our response to him being a God of and is so crucial. And as I've been studying over this, I'm like, this is so crucial for every Christ follower to have. Because when we have this promise, when we have this um, principle in motion in our lives, then we step into a whole new level of faith. How many want to step into a whole new level of faith? Come on, how many want to see God move more in this season than you've ever seen him move? I know that we're believing that for this church and believing that for you. But turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. This is the great collide of God's yes and ours. Verse 20, it says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are, come on, help me say it. Oh, you got to get more excited than that. Let's work on that a little bit. Here we go. Let me start over. I'll give you some time. When we get to that part, let's say it together. You ready? For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. <laughs> now, why is it so important that we get this in our spirits? Check out the next part. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us 
to the glory of God. God's yes must be met with our yes. God's yes on our situation, God's yes and promise on our life and calling, God's yes on that healing, God's yes on that provision, God's yes on our kids following Christ, God's yes on the next generation coming on fire for Jesus, God's yes on you coming back to life and dreaming and your identity, God's yes must be met with our amen. Yes, God, I believe it. And there is the space of God's glory coming to earth. God's glory showing up. God's promises coming to be. Come on, how many want to see him move like that in your life? So he says, God's, no matter how many promises, they are yes in Christ. Therefore, you can take it to the bank. If God said it, he'll do it. If God said it, it's truth. Now, again, is it our timing? No. Is it always how we know it's going to turn out? Absolutely not. There are times where I'm praying for something and God will show up in a whole new disguise. I'm like, God, I said I prayed for that. And you showed up with this. And in the middle, I don't even know it's an answer. I'm just like, this is a detour. This is a distraction. How many have ever met a distraction that was actually the answer to your prayer? You're praying for something. You're like, God, show up financially like this. And then God lays it on your heart or, or shows up with an opportunity for you to sow seed. And you're like, God, I did not pray for an opportunity to sow. I prayed for someone to bless me. Come on, can I get a witness? Lord, I'm praying for blessing. And you're, you're calling me to bless. I'm praying for healing for my own self. And you're bringing people for me to pray over and heal. What? But all the promises of God are yes in Christ. And that's what I love about this space of the great collide is because when you get the foundation of Jesus and you have that relationship with Christ, all yeses are yes in him. <laughs> all promises are yes for you. And you can walk confidently in that space of and saying, I don't know all the answers. I don't know when it's coming. I can't comprehend everything about this season or how God's going to do it. But I say amen to God's promise. I say amen to God's yes because he said it from the throne and therefore I trust it. He said yes from his kingdom. Therefore, I say I stand on your promise because they are yes for me. They are yes in Christ. Come on, somebody get excited about that promise on your life. This is the place of the great collide, where we collide with the great eternal one, where us as human, we collide with the supernatural. We collide with the things that we can't comprehend or explain other than our God is on the throne. Come on, we can't explain how it showed up. We can't explain how it was healed. We can't explain it any other way than God's promise is yes in Christ. We can't explain how we're joyful in the midst of this season. We can't explain the peace that we have inside. We can't explain the strength to keep us going every single day besides the fact that God's promises are yes in Christ. So we say amen. Come on, somebody. Can you say amen to the promise of God on your life? This is a season where we're going to walk into the space of and, trusting, 
God spoke it already. And though we can't see it, though we can't comprehend it, we're going to hold the end. We're going to hold that space where we don't understand everything. It's the great collide where human meets the supernatural. It's where man meets master. It's where we meet the king. That's the space where revivals are birthed. That's the space where your family finds healing. That's the space where you find true joy, true peace. Not the stuff the world has to offer. It's very momentary. He gives sustaining joy, sustaining peace that lasts forever. The word collide literally means hit with force when moving. I think about one of the greatest paradoxes in Scripture is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Now the earth was formless and empty, and the Spirit of God was hovering. And I think about how many times we view the first part and we forget the second. When we think that the earth is formless and empty, and we forget that the Spirit of God is hovering. It's the invisible and visible colliding. And I wonder what would happen if you, my friend, step into this season and step into this choice and decision, because it's a decision we all have to make. It's not something that I can just preach up here and then it's just reality. The thing about walking with Jesus is a personal decision. So you have to make it and I have to make it myself. You have to say, this is for me and my body. This is for me and my home. If you have a family, this is for me and my household. We are going to step into this confidently. And it's knowing that, yes, the earth looks formless and empty. Yes, this season might look uh, hopeless. It looks like a space that he can't move or won't move. It looks like I'm unworthy of what he has to offer. But if I will step in confidently, knowing that, yes, the earth looks formless and empty, but yet the Spirit of God is hovering. And what is the Spirit of God hovering to do? Do you know? This is the most exciting part about being a Christ follower, is that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. You want to know why? Because Jesus is the Word. But when the Word meets the Spirit, it births life and creation. See, what was happening was there was nothing. The earth was formless and empty. But the Spirit of God was hovering. And when the Spirit of God was met with the Word of God, something beautiful was created. And when you realize this, that you're walking with Christ and the Spirit of God is hovering, waiting for God's Word to be spoken into existence. And when those things meet and you come into the place of and, the place you don't understand, 
the place that looks empty and formless, the, the place that might even look purposeless. You're like, God, why am I here? What am I doing? But if you'll step in confidently knowing the spirit is hovering and God's yes is alive, then those things meet and we become agents of change. We become in that space where God can move in his ability. We get it out of our hands and into his. We get it out of our ability and into his. We take our dreams and say, okay, we had a five-year plan. God, you might want to do it sooner. We have this strategy and this thing we want to do, but God, you might want to just show up and do it in one moment because in one word, you spoke the world into existence. How long would that have taken uh, someone to do, someone to put together and conjure up, especially out of nothing. It's impossible. But God with one word said, I'm the God of and. I don't need something to create something. I'm the God of and. We can't even comprehend that. But that's the God who loves you. <laughs> that's the God that is for you. That when we read the scripture, he says, he causes all things to work together for our good. That's the God who sits on the throne of your life. That when you come under the authority of Jesus, Say, well, I don't want to follow any rules. Well, then I'm sorry, my friend. You miss out on the great collide where you meet with the eternal heaven and earth. In him was life, and the life was the light. I think about when Jesus came to the earth, in John 1, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This paradox of incarnation simply reminds us that God is the author of both and. He clothed himself in flesh. He didn't give up his God card. He didn't get to the Milky Way and say, okay, I got to put in my God badge so I could become man. No, he was God and man. He came to the earth in love. I think it's this space where we, uh, we realize that all of the paradoxes of God, all the places that it seems to not make sense, it seems to contradict itself. It's the space of love that God gave his son because he loved he came to the earth to show himself to human humanity so that he could show us how much he cares. It's in that space that we realize that the place of and is the space of love. It's not the space of, of trying to hold something out from us or trying to make us just guess and wander, but it's a space where our good father waits for us in anticipation, saying, come my child, I have so much to offer you, things that I can't explain to you, things that would wreck you if you knew them all. But if you'll trust me, come on in, and I will make sure that you experience this space of end. I believe today that it's going to be a beautiful day where God's going to help us step in as a church into that space and I want to I want to give you the opportunity today to really step into that place with Jesus. Maybe you're watching online or you're here in the building today. 
you say, Pastor, listen, I want to step into that place of and. I've been struggling, you know, maybe with some questions or some things that I've internally been battling with. And we sing that song today, battles. We all have different battles, don't we? Mentally, we're battling things. Physically, we have some battles we're going through. Maybe financially, you're, you're battling something right now. Or maybe it's just, just total personality. You're just trying to battle who you are. Say, come underneath the authority of Jesus. But today, my friend, I want to invite you into a safe place to process with Jesus. We're gonna, Sean's going to come and we're just going to worship because I believe that that space of worship, the place of the altar, is such a safe place to come and say, God, here's where I am. Maybe some of you, you find yourself in that place where you're like, God, I want it. But you're almost like the servant who said, help me in my unbelief. He said, I want to believe, but help me in my unbelief. Maybe some of you just need to approach God today just like that and say, God, I want it. I want it so bad. I want this season. I want, I want to know you like that. I want to see you move like that. I want to step into the place of and and meet eternity. I want to meet that space where I see you face to face. I trust you and I have faith in what you're going to do. But God, I need help. I need help. If that's you, would you stand to your feet and say, Lord, I'm here today, and I, I don't want to just come to church, but I want to make that step into the great collide where I, I meet you, where I experience your presence in a whole new level. I'm believing this season is going to be a season where you are in a season of revival. I don't believe you're waiting for it. I believe that if you step in, my friend, and you say, Lord, I want more of you. I want to step into this place of end where I don't understand it all. I want to step into that space where I'm fully passionate, fully aware. The Holy Spirit is hovering. And the word of God is yes on my life. Some of you today, you just need to step in and say, Lord, I'm going to say amen to that word on my life. Maybe today, you, you, you up to this point, maybe, maybe you've had some doubt. Maybe you've had seasons that have scarred you, scarred your faith. And today, you just need to make a declaration and say, you know what? I'm saying yes to his promises. I'm saying amen to what he spoke. Would you stand and say, Lord, that's me. I want to say yes today. Amen to what you spoke. Amen to your promise. Amen to your word. Amen to what you spoke. Because you're the God of and. You're the God who is I am. You are all. All things that we know and all things that we don't know. You're the things we can conceive and the things that we can't. And so, Lord, right now we surrender to you. Jesus, have your way in our lives. We come before you. We want to get to know you more, Lord God. It's in the place of process. It's in the place of conversation. It's in the place of questioning. It's in the place of coming to you and saying, Lord, I don't understand. It's the place we find faith. It's the place we find hope. It's the place we find joy and strength to keep on keeping on, to keep on saying those prayers, to keep on stepping out in faith, to keep on standing on the word. To know that without a shadow of a doubt, I can stand confidently on this. Would you just receive right now from him? If you just want to raise hands up, just say, Lord, I receive that faith 
and confidence in your word right now. Just as I say yes, as I say amen to what you're doing, as I surrender to you to know that you are above what I know, you're above what I can comprehend. Today I say yes. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.